0: You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. It's Monday, so it's time for Shapiro World with David Shapiro from Sassfin Securities. David, the market's sort of taking a bit of a pause. When I look at my screens today, it's plus 0.11% higher or uh, minus 0.07%. That sort of thing. It's one of those yep. days. But mm. we have have had a load of results from JC listed mm. companies, African Rainbow Minerals, RCL Foods, Hulamin, AVI, Bidvest, very good numbers. Uh, Trellidor, remember them? How do I say this? M-A-S, is it Mass? The um, Mass. Yeah, yeah mass, oh, mass. They came out with their numbers. Also, Metrofile. The one I want to talk to you about, because you have had a long association between yourself and um, Mr. Joffey, Bidvest, up 13% today. Mm. Really, really mm. good
1: performance. Very good. Mm. No, he left a good legacy there. Yeah. Um, probably management would uh, like to say that they've done a lot but. Fundamentally, the foundation was sound, and I think the culture was also pretty sound. So, you know, when when you look at a business, and you can find this in Bitcore as well, and what I'm saying is quite important, because if you go across all the divisions, every one of those is contributing meaningfully to the bottom line, Yeah, you know, so it's, it's, and I think that's important. When we looked at Bitcore, which, you know, came out of Bitvest originally, uh, Wherever they were operating, all the different geographical areas did well and contributed meaningfully. Now the same thing here, wherever you go across the board, you know strong divisions, strong underlying companies that that are benefiting from uh, increases in trade at the moment and also the recovery in hospitality so a very you know very strong result and uh, well run business. I think a lot of the people that were employed by Joffe. I think, are still there, and they, they form, you know, you know, what I'm trying to say is that they form the substance of, of these businesses. They know these businesses, they know how they operate, and... uh uh, of course, they, you know, they're all doing pretty well. So a really good number. Now. This is
0: interesting what you say, because I don't like the cult of the CEO. There are certain CEOs that impose yeah. their yeah. will upon a company, mm. either negatively or positively mm. or in a dictatorial way. But with Brian Joffe, it seems mm. to me that it must have filtered down. The company's split in half, Bidcorp and, and Bidvest. But it's almost as though his legacy is being felt even today, even after he's uh, gone off and done whatever he's done uh, or doing whatever he's doing.
1: Yeah, that that's that's my view. Because hmm. I think that uh, or if not, Lindsay, what happens is you leave a culture there. Yeah. And even though you retire, the people that you've trained underneath you understand the way that you did business and they continue it. So I haven't had close relations with them for some time, you know, certainly uh, since Lindsay Ralph left and that I mean I which is a few years ago. Yeah. Um, the new CEO is doing you know, seems to be doing very well, capable lady. So, I'm, um, you know, I've, I've, one can't question that at all. And, and you can see she just uh, continued where they left off. Of course, they start to influence the company in, in, in some kind of way. But, you know, at the end of the day, you just want a steady hand to, to manage these businesses. They, they've got, you know, the, the underlying businesses are very strong. And I can't emphasize that more. You know, they've got like McCarthy when it comes to the automotive side. They've got Steiner when it comes to the um, servicing side, you know, servicing buildings and um, cleaning buildings and so on. They've got uh, on the freight side um, and, and the forwarding side. These were all well established businesses that um, you know, are doing well. So you don't have to change a formula. You know, you don't have to bring a new CEO and change the formula if it's working. Just simply because you want to exert your personality, so which is good, and I think that you know there's nothing wrong with it
0: no definitely not and uh, hopefully that legacy issue will continue mm-hmm. that culture i mean there are certain ceos that we know we talk about elon musk uh, you know off air we don't yeah. want to be nasty about him but he's got a, a certain type of um yeah. personality that maybe not is maybe not the same type of personality that mr joffey had and that, maybe maybe no. negative in some yeah. ways and positive in others
1: hmm. well yeah, you know, he just came in and started firing and I, I don't know I don't even know if he understood the business so um yeah i I don't think the legacy of Bitvest is anything close to that. I think that you found it in a number of other companies it continued like in s a breweries um it continued in some of the mining houses. you didn't have to go outside to find people you know you yeah. found uh, you found succession within. So yeah, you know, I, I, look, it's a, it's part of my portfolios. I've had them for a long time, the local ones, and they've done well. You know, as as Bitcorp has done as well.
0: Yeah, imagine if the group was still the sum of the parts, the two that were that, that split up. Yeah. I wonder what the yeah. share price would be compared to when they split. You might you might have done do, that. Yeah, hmm. I,
1: I I think they had to do the split. I think simply they were in different. Going in different areas, and I also think you had to manage different personalities. You know, that came. And Bernard Burnson, who runs Bitcorp, has done exceptionally well. I still think he's got a few of the old, you know, of old. Jo- I think uh, of Joffy's, uh, you know, people who were there who are still part of that business. David Cleesby, who's the CFO, that's in Bitcorp. So,
0: did they unlock value, David? Did did the split unlock billion, value?
1: This, yeah, this is a 90 billion company. I'm just kind of looking at um, if mm. you put them together. So if you look at Bitvest, it's called call it a 91 billion market cap, and if I put in Bitcore, that's another 137. Wow! So if you put them together, you're at 230, 227. 227, mm. mm. which which takes it right up the uh, the value chain in South Africa. So I'm, I'm trying to. I'll give you a quick. Let's put it here. Whoops, wrong way around. So, a <laughs> 220 odd would be Vodacom. That's big. That's odd. You know, Vodacom, South 32, MTN, it's around the ATSIR. Funny enough, Capitec's about 205, but it's bigger than Sassel, bigger than ABSA, bigger than Goldfields. Now, Goldfields has been around since gold was found in south africa bigger than mondi and so on so yeah it's big business
0: so what you're saying is david the question i was asking you did it unlock value did the split unlock value for shareholders I, I if you just so. stuck with both i
1: think hmm. yes I definitely in the sense that uh they've both been able to go their own way and and focus on their balance sheets definitely
0: Okay. A couple of other ones here. Capital and counties, for some reason, trading statement, I think it was, or oh, some rejigging, uh, share price up over 7%. Uh, Trally door, we don't need to talk about that because it's a, a, a micro cap, up 11.5%. Uh, but Hulamin up 8% as well. You don't like yeah, commodity like, companies, and this is a I, reprocessing company. I actually company.
1: looked at Hulamin. Tell yeah. me. Tell me about now, Hulamin. I, I tell you why, because it's, well, I think there's quite a few... Uh, I don't want to call them vultures. What would you call? I'm going to call them birds of prey, even though a vulture is a bird of prey. In other words, I think there are a lot of people circling this business in a desire to actually buy it, you know, and give it, energize it. By energize it, you know, I think they've got acting management at the moment. It's been a business that has battled, but these were fairly good results, and you can see that the share price took off and 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 i went to, i always like to see what they're selling you know where they're selling it to and that, and of course this was all beverage cans that uh, um that, that that really lifted these numbers even though look it's, it's it's not a big business in terms of market cap i mean we're under a billion but i um, it it's um, you know it's still a fairly valuable company i would. Award- is a company that can grow from these kind of levels, but a yeah. lot of the uh, the benefits that we saw in these profits came from increasing beverage can in south Africa you know it's always a difficult business because it's aluminium and we don't make aluminium in South Africa we don't mine it we have to bring in the uh, uh, bauxite or alumina, whatever the components are, yep. and and then uh, we put them in a plant here which used to be owned by BHP. I think it still might be Hillside, Mo- Mosul, and the Bayside. You know, that's when electricity was cheap. <laughs> Let's see, when when we had so much electricity here, we encouraged the buildings of these aluminium plants because that's right. they consume enormous amounts of electricity. Mm. And uh, it became a, actually, you know, at a time when we started to lose electricity, it became a whole issue. And I think we closed down some of the plants. But um, you, so, so you need electricity to make aluminium. And so, and that's where Huleman was, you know. So Huleman was associated down in the, in, in the tell, got the, uh, aluminium and converted it into beverage cans and tinfoil that you wrap your lunch in, you know, building products and, uh, just, just generally. So, um, yeah, that's it. it it's, it, the, the problem is that you, you, You've got issues when you import the aluminium and bauxite and uh, you've got electricity problems. So a lot of cost issues. And then a lot of the stuff is also, uh, I think, exported, you know. So, so you, you can have mm? – Do you remember
0: a very well-known fund manager who's uh, yeah. in Cape Town that took because, a very big yeah. personal stake in, yeah. in Hulamin and, of course, yeah. announced it to the company he's working for. We don't need to talk about the company or the name of the person. It doesn't matter. Uh, but uh, he, he's, well known, he, he was a complete uh, contrarian. And mm-hmm. he I don't know how much money he's made out of this, but have you got a Hulamin chart in front of you? Because it's 287 mm. at the moment. And we're not talking well, about yeah. dividends or anything. I don't think they've paid any for quite a while, but uh, we'll see. Um, but where was it?
1: I, uh, it was yeah, probably around 50 cents or something.
0: Yeah, I'll ask you anything. <laughs> and while you're doing so…
1: Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, let me get the Huleman chart for you. But this, uh, John, you. Big, it's well known. It's, it yeah, was know, disclosed, not, disclosed of course, yeah. Mm. It is disclosed. So uh, I don't think this is… Uh, he's got a personal stake and, uh, and 91 as well. Your favourite fund managers are also involved in, in, in it, have some stake as well. So You're my favourite fund manager, I by was, the way, but uh,
0: anyway, it doesn't matter.
1: Fund the corp, whatever. So, <laughs> Huleman, if you... You know, the problem is that over a five-year period, I don't know when he bought it. What do I? I hope this is locally. It uh, hasn't done that well over five years. But it is, so it's, it's, it's longer uh, than five
0: years, so it's, it's, where oh, was then, it?
1: Then I'll give you...
0: Yeah, go back oh, a little no, bit.
1: If, you go, if I go back ten years, it's even worse. Oh, no. If, um, over ten years, the share price is down thirty-five or thirty-six percent, which is down four and a half percent per annum. Over so over five years, you're down 40 percent as well, and uh, down about ten percent. But there've been lots of ups and downs during that period. So yes. if if John had bought it three years ago, he'd be up you know what i'm saying in 2020 i don't know when he bought it All that's right. the only thing but i my my own view is and and uh, i say this in support of him i think if he sticks around someone's going to come you know someone will come with a nice tasty bit and say listen you know we can do pretty well with an aluminium plant you know with a company like this uh in south africa
0: even though no electricity is forthcoming
1: well, yeah, I think I think they'll make their own electricity in the sense, you know? mm. so You're going to build your own. You're going to have to build your own plant. But but they they don't own uh, the um, you know but, um, Mo, what's a nozzle or hillside base? Mm. I think that's owned by a mining company. So they the ones who've got the electricity. Probably they buy the aluminium ingots. What do you call it? Ingots. You know, those yeah. little ingots. Yeah. Mm. From from the mine. Anyway interesting company
0: very interesting company uh, david we're going through a quiet period at the moment we've got uh, public holidays galore coming up uh, this month and in april in south africa and i won't say people are winding down already but it just seems to me there's uh, when you look at the the screen today as i said in my introduction very very quiet indeed mm. what's going on at the moment and we had a good day on wall street on friday i don't quite know why mm. that was can you shed some light on that it, you
1: know you've got to try and figure this one out i I think that people are already beginning to discount the, uh, the bad news that rates, you know, the terminal rate will be five and a half percent. Against that, you've seen some fairly decent, uh, economic news. So it's a, it's a way off, uh, against the two. What happens now, I think that every time a Fed governor talks, you know, everyone goes, oh, yawn, sigh, you know, we've heard this before. Mm-hmm. There's nothing fresh happening. Um, so, I, I, to be fair, I don't think people know – we don't know where we are, and we don't even know where we're going. We know where we've come from, hmm. but no one can tell you what's going to happen, and that's why we're in this awful mood of of just repeating what we what we read yesterday or learned yesterday. No one's prepared to actually make forecasts ahead. Well, if they do, I think they, they're quite bearish. And really, you know what they you – know, Lindsay, you know – if I, I, I I'm trying to explain it, we've come through a very difficult period. We came through two years of COVID, where everything was turned upside down. We came through another year of the Russian war, which also made things even worse. You know, uh, so so I, I'm not going to repeat from the to supply chain issues and that. But what we're trying to do is we're trying to use I don't know whether it's 1960s or 1970 playbook to try and get our way out of here. So I don't think anybody is really got a firm grip of what what we're doing and where we are which and is that's why, why it makes it so difficult which mm. is why the
0: s&p is mid-range 4700 yes. at the top and we're currently mm. 4050 4060 300 i can't remember three there mm. anyway it's more or less mid-range it's going nowhere we get excited about a one percent move like we saw on friday one and a half percent whatever it was and today we say okay well, we're at 0.2% at the moment on the futures yeah. market. Nothing going on. People don't know but, where to go. I wonder if that's going to be the rest of the year. I wonder if it will be flat for the rest of the year, David, and you've just got to say to yourself, well, I've got this amount of money yeah. out, out of the, the stock markets. If I, if I sell my portfolios now or if I close them down, don't do anything, at the end of the year, it's going to be more or less the same. Is that sometimes same. how you feel?
1: Exactly like that. You know just just haven't got the appetite to do anything. I'm constantly looking at businesses. The only you know we have a we have a big problem here. Uh particularly uh where we've handled uh portfolios for a fairly long time. There've been some very healthy profits. And if I decide to sell out or reduce yeah I've got I'm going to pay big tax gains, yeah. You know, gains. So that gain, I've got to make sure that um, that gain that I play is worth it. In other words, that there's not going to be a recovery in these businesses. And I generally hold good businesses. I've got, I'm have got constantly saying to myself, you know, should I trade it for this? Should I look at that? You know, And so on. Mm-hmm. And so far, nothing has come up that I feel compelled to buy. But the big problem is I don't want to burden clients with tax liabilities and then find that uh, at the end, you know, whatever I buy or wherever I put the money doesn't really compensate because it doesn't mean the businesses that we bought or sold are necessarily going to fall in a heap. You know, so to give a just a simple example, if I buy Alphabet, for example, you know, is Alphabet going to collapse completely? No. Or is it just going to is it just going to derate? I think you used the word derating for some time. You know, derate means that that. Profits uh, catch up with its rating. You know, it's it's not going to do brilliantly, but it's not going to do badly either. Other people, other shares might run ahead of it, you know. But so you've got to be very careful when you make these decisions. And it does influence us. So tax is a big part of, of uh, you know, of, of, of what we do. We've got to be very conscious of that. And if you're thinking about that, you know what happened. No, go on. Mm-hmm. Lindsay, what happens is the worst thing is that you've taken the money offshore for clients. So you sell it in dollars and then you've got to pay your tax in rand. So you've got to have the cash here, which you don't want to bring back. So all kinds of issues that we have to handle.
0: And you have to handle them every day, David. It's not just a question Mm. of, I got this right because I bought a a bid vest on uh, on Tuesday Mm. of last week because it's a great company. There's so many other things you have to take into Mm. account. Mm. Have you bought it in Mm. dollars? Have you bought it in rands? What are the Mm. uh, tax jurisdictions? What are the implications if I sell now or leave it for another couple of years? I don't know how you do it, David. No wonder you sleep so (laughs) well. You're exhausted. Speaking uh, of exhausted, yeah. by the way, you must have been exhausted after the Arsenal game on Saturday. Let's yeah, start there. i can't Lim- take it. I had to, I had to They walk- did it
1: against Aston Villa. And hmm. again, you know, every couple of days they have to take us through this trauma. But to tell you the truth, what happened when they went down one, I said, oh no. And then when they, lost, when, when they went tunnel down, I said, that's a turn off. All over. N- not watching. All over. I suddenly thought it was two wall. And I was going out for dinner. And uh, early dinner, because I'm old, you know, we have dinner early. Well, it, was,
0: uh, so the it, it was
1: the Sabbath as well, <laughs> yeah. So so I was watching, and, and, and uh, I had to be at the place at 7 o'clock. And the match was, you know, what's it, 90 plus 1, 90 plus 2. Was 90, four, plus 90, seven, four, yeah. 90 plus 7, actually. 90 plus, yeah. And then suddenly, on my screen popped. Ping, you know, 3-2. And, and it was Rhys Nelson. I said, where did he come from? You know? yeah. And it was his wrong foot as well. He whacked it with his left yeah. foot through about 74
0: players. I don't know how it got through know. to the goal. But anyway, the thing know. about that yeah. game was that the first goal, Arsenal were asleep. Totally. Bournemouth kicked off. They scored the second fastest yeah. goal in Premier League history, 9.11 seconds. Yeah. And the last goal yeah. was in the last 10 seconds of the game. That's never happened before. Yeah. But I no. tell you what, no. Arsenal have got that bounce-back ability that really makes them champions. <laughs> the City, they beat Newcastle 2-0, but they were just strolling. It was a rubbish yeah, game. But man. the big
1: one, I, Davis. I, I don't like – you know mm? what, Newcastle, I don't know. I, everybody's saying what a brilliant team they are. they no, play well. I've watched the last three games, they haven't scored a goal. And not, they, sorry, not only haven't they scored a goal, they haven't looked like scoring a goal.
0: Like Chelsea.
1: You know, you know, you know what it is? No, like Chelsea. Hmm. Exactly the same thing. Just don't look threatening at all. No. So there's, there's no one up front from Newcastle. They were at a point one big bullies, but I just I think they're just going to fizzle out now. I don't want to anyway, be nasty that's...
0: about the northeast of England because it's a beautiful place. I mean, uh, Northumberland, for example, County Durham, beautiful places. But if you were a footballer, uh, David, a talented young footballer, you're 22 <laughs> years old, you've been spotted by a scout in South Africa. Who did you used to play for in, in Johannesburg? Which team? That Used to play for The Vitz. university. Exactly. Yeah. But there was another team as well that used to, uh, somewhere near... Uh, Louis oh, Highlands. Bota. Highlands, that's
1: right. Oh, Highlands Park, yeah. Highlands sure. Park,
0: you used to play for. Exactly. So there's some scout from England coming over and saying, listen, I've seen this little uh, wiry uh, Shapiro fellow. He's very nippy and uh, <laughs> he's tricky and everything. And they say, right, we've got offers from Arsenal, uh, from Spurs. Oh. From Chelsea, from man united, from ipswich um and um also from newcastle you 're not going to go to Newcastle are you i 'm not being nasty no, but you want no, to be you want to no, be in London no, or with a really no. big team? in I, I, newcastle I that... you don 't want to go there there 's not a big draw card no, to go to newcastle
1: no. i 've thought about that often i 've actually thought about you know how how chaps are brought from the continent or somewhere. Um, Managed to live or su- survive in some of these cities, you know, where games are um, because it, they've got it, wives, it, it, it You must see, be, yeah, yeah, it must be. Well, their wives are left in the country that they live. but I mean, they must. Uh, it must influence definitely in- influence them to a lot You yeah. know, to be in London, sure. I don't know Liverpool. I don't know in Man in you know, Manchester. I do. I know it rains a lot in Manchester, but uh, no. by choice, it's you know it's got to be London.
0: Or if you want to go to Europe, I mean, I don't know why Harry Harry yeah. Kane's a homeboy. He can barely speak English, yeah. let alone speak Spanish or Italian <laughs> or something. If someone said to him, you know, you got you can go to Barcelona, Paris, or Manchester, uh, it's definitely. The culture of the city that you're going to, which also influences your decision, and also your wife or your girlfriend, your partner, whatever Mm. it is. She's going to say Newcastle. No, I'm sorry. Lovely people and everything, but uh, I don't really want to go there. Thank you, dear. Yeah. Ah, Good Uh, point. Okay, thank you very much. Um, The other game, of course, which we're building up to now is the big one. Manchester United away to Liverpool, one of the biggest games in world football, one of the biggest rivalries in world football, hatred between the two teams. And that started mm. with Sir Alex Ferguson. Uh, he really uh, stoked the fire that was the rivalry between the two teams because he hated Liverpool because Liverpool had this record and he went out and yeah. beat that record over the years. The 80s, yeah. 26 mm. titles or whatever it was. He was there for 26 years, he won 38 trophies. Yesterday, he was sitting in the stand. I don't know what he's drinking at the moment or if it was just a cold day, but he looks as though he's got a beetroot stuck on his face uh, in, in the form of a nose. <laughs> he's got a purple nose I've never seen anything like in my life. But, David, it was 7-0. Over to you on this one. Extraordinary.
1: Uh, no, I, I, to what it was. And I think what – I don't say it disappointed me. I want – simply because I'm an Arsenal supporter, I wanted Liverpool to win yeah. so that it took – it took Man United out of the running. I'm not a great supporter of either of them. No. But uh, I expected uh, – I was quite nervous. Um, they, there was a huge build-up about Man United's recovery and where they're heading. And, uh, yes, they they bumbled around for the first half. Um, it was it could have gone either way. It was – how they let it go through towards the end was, anyway, 1-0 down. But um, – None of the big chaps were there. Second half, Casemiro, you name them, all the big names just didn't turn up. Whoever it was, it was just pathetic. I mean, they just Liverpool just ran amok. And credit to Liverpool, they never stopped. You know, even after one, two goals, they said, "Well, that's it. We're going for four, five, six, seven. and there was no resistance. I don't know. Uh, you know, that's where you need a captain. You need them. You need somebody on the field that could say, "Hold on a second. 3-0 down. Okay. It's tough, but let's give it a go. Don't be silly. In other words, um, don't be humiliated. But uh, oh, it was just too terrible. There's there's nobody that that, that put up any kind of fight.
0: Yeah. I couldn't Listen, believe what I was got seeing. got big
1: names there that huge just names. they huge
0: names. They've spent hundreds of you know, millions just... on, on that team. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, I,
1: I just I think if you're a Man United fan and you're feeling like committing suicide, I can understand that today. Yeah. Okay. You know, just want to dig a big hole and bury yourself. You're entitled to believe, do that, you know.
0: It <laughs> <laughs> uh, couldn't happen to a nice bunch of people. David, thank you very much for your time. <laughs> okay. Uh, as Pleasure. always, David Shapiro is from and Securities and that was Shapiro World.